This is the Roast and Reason podcast. Join your host, Andrew Boyer, as we explore the world of specialty coffee. So grab a cup of your favorite coffee and let's dive in. Welcome to Roast and Reason. Hello, friends and budding home coffee roasters. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we're going to continue our conversation about home coffee roasting. In the past two episodes, I've discussed why I got into this hobby, why I enjoy roasting my own coffee, and you might as well, and some relatively cheap and easy and DIY type methods for home coffee roasting. Today, we're going to be switching gears a little bit, and we're going to be talking about some of the major home roasting coffee devices. Unlike the methods that I discussed in the last episode, these devices are manufactured specifically for coffee roasting. You're going to see that each of these has its pros and its cons. The designs are pretty different from one another, and they vary pretty significantly in price. I'll talk about five home coffee roasters today, and you should know that there are more than five on the market. So you may come across more than the ones that I talk about today, but these five are pretty popular. They get pretty decent reviews and they're the ones that I would recommend. And they give a pretty wide variety of price points, of features. You're going to be able to find a coffee roaster that fits your needs out of this list. But before we go into this list of five, Let's start with a few considerations and generalizations. First, all of these coffee roasters that I'm going to talk about today have a somewhat limited capacity. You're not going to have an economically viable home roasting coffee operation to sell at your local farmer's market or online using any of these devices. Commercial coffee roasting devices allow you to roast several pounds to even several hundreds of pounds of coffee at a time. These home roasters allow you to roast several ounces at a time. The largest capacity machine we're going to talk about today is the Beemore 1600 Plus, and that roaster allows you to roast up to one pound at a time. The smallest is called the Fresh Roast SR500, which allows only four ounces of coffee per batch. So if you plan to home roast for a large family or a ton of your friends, or you want to sell your coffee at the local farmer's market, you may want to consider the capacity of these devices when you look at buying one. And also keep in mind, It's probably going to take you a long time to roast several pounds of coffee at a time if you're roasting several ounces per batch. There are several different designs of these home coffee roasters. Several are hot air roasters, which function a bit like popcorn poppers. Hot air is blown through the roasting chamber and the coffee beans are roasted through this hot air through the process of convection. The other major design is called the drum roaster. It functions a bit like a clothing dryer with this large metal tube that's heated and rotates around. 
In this system, the coffee beans are roasted via conduction or indirect heat from the metal tube. Most commercial coffee roasters are drum roasters, and the home coffee roasters, it's about 50-50. Does this matter to you if you're in the market for a home coffee roaster? Probably not. Done correctly, both designs are able to produce a good and delicious home roasted coffee. This is just something to realize and to understand about the different options if you're in the market to buy a home coffee roasting device. In addition to the differences in the way that these devices heat and roast the beans, there are also differences in how the beans are cooled once the roasting process is complete. And in many ways, the process whereby the beans are cooled is just as important to your final product as the process in how they're roasted. If the beans are not cooled fast and effectively, the roast is going to continue. So your beans are very hot at that point. The roasting process will continue inside the beans until they're cooled adequately. So even if the roast is over, if the cooling process doesn't happen rapidly enough, the beans will coast So they'll become darker and darker and darker than what you were shooting for. So almost all of these devices cool the beans by blowing room temperature or cool air into the roasting chamber. This process typically happens pretty slowly. There is one exception to that rule, and that exception is the hot top coffee roaster, which has a separate external cooling tray. And this is very similar to how most commercial coffee roasters function, and that allows for more rapid cooling. So we'll talk about that a little later when we talk about the hot top itself. The final consideration to talk about before we discuss the specific coffee roasters is price. The range is pretty wide here. The cheapest coffee roaster that we're going to talk about is the Nesco CR1010. It's a pretty small countertop device, and it'll run you about $140 to $150. What is the most expensive, you might ask? So if we start at like $150, where do we go to? The most expensive is the Hot Top Home Coffee Roaster, which has two models. There's a basic model and there's a plus model. The basic is $1,100, and the plus or advanced model is 1600. So huge variety in price here. And what does this price difference actually get you? What are you buying here? Mostly it comes down to your ability to customize things. As a generalization, the cheaper home coffee roasters don't allow you to control or customize much during the roasting process. And on the other hand, The more expensive devices have more bells and whistles. They allow you to customize things more. Really, the expensive one, the hot top, has a lot of the features that most commercial coffee roasters have. So that's really what you're buying with the price difference. So with all of that said, let's get into the actual home coffee roasters that I would recommend for you. And just so you know, I will link to all of these and where you can buy them on the show notes page on roastandreason.com. So you don't have to go Googling these things. 
Uh, if you check out the show notes page on roastandreason.com, you'll find links to all of these. So let's start with the least expensive and kind of march our way up going from least to more expensive. And we're going to start with the Nesco CR1010 Professional. This device looks like a classic old school black plastic coffee maker. Think of like an, a black plastic old school Mr. Coffee. The Nesco Professional functions as a hot air roaster. The roasting chamber is vertically oriented and it's glass, so you can pretty easily watch and see the beans as they are roasting, which is a nice feature that some of these have. It really lets you kind of follow the roasting process as it goes. Inside the chamber, the beans are moved, moved around with this hot airflow, as well as this big internal metal screw. It's like this big internal auger screw that rotates around and agitates and moves the beans around in the roasting chamber. This design is actually really, really nice because it moves the beans around so that the beans are not touching the side of the roasting chamber and getting scorched. So this produces a really consistent roast and decreases the risk that the beans are going to get burnt or scorched. One other really cool feature about this Nesco CR1010 Professional is that it has a catalytic converter smoke elimination system. This doesn't mean that it's going to be smoke-free. Especially with darker roasts, you are going to produce smoke, even with the smoke elimination system. But it significantly reduces the amount of smoke that you produce. So with this device, you really probably could roast in your house and not produce a lot of smoke, not set off smoke detectors. So that's a really nice feature, especially for the price. There are, however, a few limitations of the Nesco Professional. The biggest in my mind is the capacity or the throughput. The roaster has a pretty small capacity of only about five ounces of coffee beans for each roast. And when you add to that small capacity a relatively long roasting time, it takes about 20 minutes on average to do a roast with this device. So really you're looking at a machine that's not overly efficient here. So you can only roast a small amount of time and it takes a relatively long time to do each roast. So it's going to take you a long time to roast a decent amount of coffee if you're looking to produce coffee for a large family or all of your friends and family. But overall, this is a really great device. This Nesco CR1010 Professional is a really great device for someone looking to start out with home roasting. It's relatively affordable. It produces a pretty nice, consistent roast and has some really nice features like that smoke elimination or reduction system. Moving on to number two, the Fresh Roast SR500 is also a pretty affordable, small countertop roaster. This one's priced at about $179. It looks like a small countertop blender or juicer. Uh, and due to its small size and the fact that it's relatively quiet, this is definitely a coffee roaster that you could go on your kitchen counter and you can roast uh, inside with as well. Like the Nesco, the Fresh Roast SR500 is a hot air roaster as well. There are some major differences though. 
In this design, there is no internal screw that moves the beans around. So really, the beans here are simply moved by hot airflow. Sometimes this works well. Sometimes it's not adequate enough to actually move the beans around. So some coffee beans are slightly heavier and more dense than others. And so sometimes you actually need to agitate this coffee roaster itself just to move the beans around so they don't burn. So in my mind, that's a design limitation and kind of a design flaw of this coffee roaster. There are a few other issues with the Fresh Roast SR500 as well. One is its small capacity. This one only lets you do about four ounces at a time. The cooling process is pretty slow, so the beans coast to a slightly darker roast than you would want. And finally, there is no smoke reduction system, unlike the Nesco. So this machine will produce smoke, and you're gonna, if you're going to roast inside, you're going to want to roast near a window or ventilation fan or some way to ventilate the smoke. But despite all of these limitations, there's a lot good about this roasting device as well. It's pretty affordable. It's a good way to get your feet wet with home coffee roasting. Uh, it's better than a popcorn popper. So if you want to graduate from the popcorn popper or your oven, this would be a good good one to go with. Really, between this and the Nesco, both are good choices. They have some significant design differences. So do your homework, uh, but those are similar in price range and function. For the third one, we're going to move away from the air roasting devices. So the Nesco and the Fresh Roast are relatively similar. Our third coffee roaster moves things in a different direction, and that is the Beemore 1600 Plus. It's a bit more expensive. It's going to cost $369, and this is the first drum roaster on our list. It looks a lot like a microwave. The Beemore 1600 Plus is one of the most popular home coffee roasters out there, and there are a lot of reasons why that's the case. This is the largest capacity roaster on the list. It allows you to roast up to 16 ounces at a time, big step up from four from the fresh roast. It has a great smoke reduction system that will let you roast inside. Again, you won't eliminate all smoke here, but you'll reduce smoke pretty significantly with this smoke reduction system. The other great feature about the Beemore 1600 Plus is that you're able to customize and program different roast profiles. So you can find a roast profile that you like and basically automate it and reproduce it over and over again. The downsides to the Beemore are its size. It's relatively big and takes up a lot of counter space. And based on the microwave design, it's pretty difficult to see the beans during roasting. So it's pretty difficult to observe how the beans are changing from a visible standpoint. But that's compensated a little bit for the fact that this roaster is relatively quiet. So it's pretty easy to hear first and second crack using the Beemore. One other limitation to note, and this may or may not matter to you, the Beemore isn't able to produce dark roasts very well. It's excellent at lighter to medium roasts. 
If you really want a dark roast, if you're a dark roast lover, the Beemore is going to struggle getting you to that dark roast. So if that's important to you, this roaster may not be the one that you would choose to go with. But all in all, the Beemore 1600 Plus is a great choice, especially if you want larger batches, if you prefer lighter roasts, and if you like the programmable roast profile features. This is not the one that I roast with, but honestly, if something were to happen to my home coffee roaster, which we're going to talk about next, I think I might look at uh, replacing it with a Beemore. Uh, I like the capacity of this. Uh, I like the programmable roast profiles that it offers. We've talked about three thus far, and now we're finally at the point where we're going to talk about my friend and roasting partner for the past two years, and that's the Genie Cafe coffee roasting system. This roaster is a combination of a hot air and a drum roaster. It has an off-axis roasting chamber. It's made of glass, so you can see and observe the roast as it progresses. And this off-axis chamber moves the beans around really, really well during the roasting process and does a great job at producing an even uniform roast each and every time. You're able to control the time and the temperature of the roast with a Genie Cafe roaster. So you can do a fair amount of customizing and you have a fair amount of control during the roasting process. One downside, especially compared to the Beemore though, is that you're not able to create and save customized roast profiles. So if you really find a way to roast a specific coffee that produces a really nice roast, you can't just reprogram that the next time you roast. Granted, I do this. I write down my roast profile. So every time I roast coffee using the Genie Cafe, I write down exactly what I did and exactly how I roasted that coffee in a small mead notebook right next to the roaster. So if I find a way to roast a coffee very well and I want to reproduce that, I can do it. It's just manual. So it's not pushing a button and having it do all the work for me. Here's a few other limitations that I've noticed so far. There's no smoke reduction system. Granted, the smoke flows out of a pipe at the top of the chaff collecting compartment. And one thing you can do is it's the perfect size to at attach a clothing dryer vent to the top of it. And so you can vent the smoke out of your house through a window. But there's no smoke reduction system unlike the Beemore. It's a relatively small capacity of about eight ounces. So it's about half the capacity of the Beemore. The internal cooling system is really, really slow. And one thing you're going to need to learn as you work with the Genie Cafe, if you decide to buy one, is that you have to stop the roast much earlier than you think you want to because the beans are going to coast. They're going to coast to a darker roast each and every time. And the last limitation or the last downside that I'd mention is this bad boy isn't cheap. So a Genie Cafe is going to cost you about $625. Uh, it does have a one-year warranty with it. I've never had a problem with mine. Um, and frankly, I love the coffee that it produces. Um, so 
I don't want to hit on just the downsides, but I also want to paint a full picture uh, of all of these roasters for you guys. So what are the positives then? First of all, the chaff collecting system is great. There's a separate chaff collecting area. Uh, It does a great job. You really don't make much of a mess at all with this coffee roasting device. And the Genie Cafe also really produces a great consistent coffee with a uniform roast every time. I've never burned my coffee beans, never had them scorch. Um, this, This roaster does a really, really nice job. I also really like being able to experience the roast, being able to watch the beans change color, watch them expel the chaff right before first crack. And this roaster does a great job with that. Uh, it, it lets you kind of be right there and observe the roast as it happens. And this may be a bit superficial and not matter to you, uh, but the Genie Cafe definitely looks a lot nicer than the Beemore. I mean, the Beemore looks like a huge boxy microwave. The Genie Cafe design is, is, is pretty cool. So when it comes down to it, I think the Genie Cafe and the Beemore are excellent options. Each has its own design. They are very, very different designs. They are very, very different pros and cons. I'd encourage you to research both of them and find out what matters to you. You can't go wrong either way. Keep in mind, the Beemore can roast about double the capacity. So if capacity is an issue, that might be your bet. Obviously, there's a price difference, but there's also differences in design and how they roast and your experience as the roaster using either one of these devices. But I will tell you that I've very much enjoyed my experience with the Genie Cafe. I would definitely buy it again. Um, I might just out of variety look at getting a Beemore next, but I would definitely buy the Genie Cafe again. Again, I, I feel like I can produce coffee that can stand up to any commercial coffee roaster. And last, but certainly not least, we're gonna talk about our fifth home coffee roaster. And that is the hot top home coffee roaster. Think of the hot top as a mini home version of larger commercial coffee roasters that the professionals use. The design is gorgeous. It looks like a commercial coffee roaster. And from a functional standpoint, it behaves similar to larger commercial roasters. It's a drum roaster with an external cooling mechanism. All of the other home roasting devices that we've talked about cool the beans in the roasting chamber. This process is slow and it results in beans coasting to darker and darker roasts. But the hot top, like commercial roasters, actually dumps the beans out of the roasting chamber once they're done roasting. Dumps them onto a cooling tray and this process allows for a much more rapid cooling after the roast is complete. This feature really allows the hot top to produce excellent coffee throughout the full spectrum from light roast to dark roasts. It also has a smoke suppression system. So again, there's a lot of bells and whistles with this hot top device. There are two versions. There's a basic model, which allows you to customize and save three roast profiles. Then there's the programmable plus model or advanced model, whatever you want to call it. It allows you to customize much, much more. It allows you to save more roast profiles. It also has 
two different thermometers. So it allows you to monitor beam temperature and environment temperature, which is something that the pros do on commercial roasters. So in many ways, the hot top provides home coffee roasters with all of the bells and whistles and gadgets and features that professional coffee roasters have at their disposal with their commercial roasters. So at this point, you might be asking, especially if you missed my initial comments on price early on, you might be asking why in the world would anyone go with anything other than the hot top? Why, why would you go with something that didn't have all these features? And it comes down to price. You're obviously going to pay for more features. The basic hot top model will set you back $1,100 and the advanced model will set you back a cool $1,600. So I will let you decide for yourself if you really need all of those features and it's worth the investment. For some people, it probably is. For a lot of us, it's not. And for me, it's not. So there you have it, guys. There are the five pretty popular well-reviewed coffee roasters out there right now. There are others, like I said, but these are the ones that I would look at and I would research if I was looking to purchase a dedicated home coffee roaster today. Each has its own positives and negatives and costs. And really, if you're in the market for a home coffee roaster, I would encourage you to think about what you want a roaster to do for you how much you want to roast, how much control you want, if you prefer dark or light roast, and frankly, how much you're interested in spending. All of those factors will help you select the right roaster for you. And the right roaster for me may not be the right roaster for you. So figure out exactly what you want and go from there. Thank you guys a ton for listening to this episode. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, or in general, feel free to reach out to me. There's a contact form on roastandreason.com. You can also email me directly, andrew at roastandreason.com. And again, as a reminder, I will link to each of these devices on the show notes for this episode on roastandreason.com. So you'll be able to quickly and easily find these devices and links to where you can buy them. So check that out if you're interested. So happy coffee drinking and coffee roasting, everybody. I will be back with you guys in two weeks for another episode. In the next episode, I'm going to tell you guys where I buy my green coffee beans for roasting. So be sure to check that one out. And I will talk to you guys then. Take care, everybody.